Happy hangover, East Lansing. Uh, you like that, Trev? I do like that because it usually fits nine times out of ten. Sunday morning, Green and White Report, Ryan Collins, Trent Bailey, our producer, Henry Menegos. Just a beautiful Saturday morning in East Lansing. I know you people in the Lansing area are listening to this on a Sunday morning, but it's beautiful out right now. Yeah, the weather has been great all week, really. Um, I had an opportunity to get outside, play a little tennis, play some Ooh, basketball. I played tennis yesterday, too. Did you? Did you win? I did. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you're kind of just hitting, trying to get an exercise in. Because I was uh-huh. watching I was watching Nadal. I was watching Djokovic at the French Open that's going on right now. And I yeah. was fired up. I was like, I got to go to East Lansing High School, get some forehands in. Well, that's exactly what happens to us, too. You, you watch these, you know, majors, and you just get so hyped to go out and play some tennis. And if it's nice out, why not, you know? I know so, you're a Serena guy. Who, who oh, yeah. on the men's side, who's your guy? Dude, I honestly, I don't really have one. I root for the American guys, and we don't have that many good ones, obviously. They all suck, dude. I don't know what happened. Like, like ever since, I mean, Roddick was, like, really, really good in the early 2000s, but, like, other than that, I can't think of, like, one American guy who's been, like, really, really that good. Like, John Isner. He's Isner, fine. yeah. I mean, he's yeah, – I mean, other than that, I mean, we kind of stink. Yeah, I, I would say of the big, you know, like, the big three, I, I, Federer's my favorite. But I also I like the doll because he's a lefty. I'm not a lefty in tennis, but I'm a lefty in other things. So, I, I just – I like the lefty energy from the doll, but – I'm a Nadal guy through and through. Bought a Nadal hat. It was like $15 shipping. It was maybe one of the worst investments I've ever made, but I love Rafa Nadal. But I hate Novak Djokovic. Hate the guy. I'm not Can't a fan of him. stand him. I'm not a fan of him either. I think he's – I, I don't know what it – it might just because I like Federer and I like Nadal, so I just like everything he does is basically taking away from what they've done. So I'm like, you know what? This guy stinks. I don't like him. And also, I don't think he's a very good guy. But hey, whatever. That was our hey, tennis was, talk. I like which one was the guy that uh, which was which was the guy that hit the girl in the throat? That was Djokovic. That was Djokovic. Yes. Yeah. Even though that was uh, that was very funny. I'm sorry. Anyone <laughs> who didn't find that funny was you yeah. just have no humor. Like that was a complete accident. That lady got hit by a tennis ball. Actually, she got shot by a gun. No yeah. offense. She had. Yeah. She was fine. I yeah, think. it was the whole. Was she fine? Thing. Before I say something, was she fine? I don't know. I don't. I know she got hit like in the throat, which is like tough. But I think I she was tell. all right. If something would have happened, I feel like he would be in prison. So I think I'm fine <laughs> saying that she was a little soft. But TB, biggest LeBron James fan on the planet. Yep. Twitter has been ablaze. Like I said, we're recording on Saturday morning. Friday night was an all-time NBA Twitter night. Danny Green just not getting not getting the benefit of the doubt from Lakers Twitter. No. Are, are you crucifying Danny Green like the rest of America? Honestly, I mean, I'm I'm not, and I think it's because I just and I don't want to I don't want to come off like I'm like I'm sulking here, but it, it's sulking. Just, well, l- listen, listen. It's the story of LeBron's career, dude. If he has 40 points, they're not gonna win. Like they, he's, he can go off and they lose. Because LeBron's whole thing is he's a great passer. He's a great all-around player, and he can guard one through five. And so, like, if 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 he plays super well, it's usually going to end up with like you know somewhere around thirty points, and then near a triple double, like 30, 11, and nine, or thirty, twelve, and eight, or something like that. That's a good LeBron game. Uh, you know, the fifty-one points in the finals in, in, in an overtime loss that just kind of speaks to like 
it's just, I'm telling you, it's the story of LeBron's career. This guy didn't make this shot. This guy didn't make this shot. This guy didn't get this stop. This guy stepped out of bounds. This guy forgot the freaking score. Like, stuff like that. It's all about, you know, and, and maybe that's the disadvantage of, of being LeBron and, and not always wanting to take the last shot and force the last shot like Michael and Kobe did. But it, it, it's a different dynamic. I think the Lakers will close it out in six. So that's why I'm a little less nervous slash upset. But, yeah, Danny Green, I mean, he was wide open. Wide open. Just a, t- a tough day on Twitter. Snoop Dogg dragging his name on Instagram. I mean, he missed it bad. That's the it problem. It was not good, yeah. Like, Markeith Morris, uh, not good. I think Markeith Morris should be getting more of the blame. I, I, mean, I that, actually agree. I mean, because he was he turned it over. I mean, LeBron was wide open. I don't know if you saw LeBron was wide open yeah. on the right wing calling for the ball. He could have taken a nice little mid-range jumper for the championship. But not it's so. not even that. It's not even that. On the possession before, Markeith Morris, they go. I think the they go high pick and roll with the Heat, and he's just in no man's land. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler just has a free pass to the rim, and an AD has to follow him. He makes two free throws. That I mean, that's another storyline. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, and Duncan Robinson, whoever yeah. uh, being from the state of Michigan, whoever would have thought, wow, Duncan Robinson, twenty eight in an NBA Finals game. Yeah, I, I never I never saw it coming. Um, it's also crazy to me because, you know, since COVID happened and everything, it's weird to think that he is a rookie. I was like, yeah, he did play at Michigan last year, but it just feels like so long ago because – No, he's not a rookie. Isn't he? No, he's not. I thought he was. No, he Why is. Why are they calling him a rookie? He is not a rookie. Are you sure? Kendrick Nunn's a rookie. So you're thinking – Tyler of- Hero – and I'm pretty sure Duncan Robinson's a rookie. Duncan Robinson's not because what's it called? He wasn't on because he left and then Iggy came immediately after. Like he wasn't on that Michigan team that Michigan State played okay. at the Brass for the Big Ten title. So you are correct. Okay, yeah, 2018 he was undrafted, but still, it's crazy. It, it just seems like so long ago that he played for Michigan, and now. You know, now I kind of like the guy. Like, it's hard. I know. It is. I kind of do, too. Like, he didn't have a quite Like, it wasn't like, oh, he had 28 in the first half. You know what I mean? And then just kind of went cold. He made some big shots. He did. He had a big three with about three and a half minutes left, I think, to put the heat up, too. That was a big shot. Yeah. But guy. So, now we're moving to game six tonight at Sunday. First of all, I don't know why they're playing at 730 right before and during Sunday night football. I don't know what the NBA thought that idea was. I just don't, I don't think they thought it would get to a game six. I don't believe, but I mean, absolutely terrible scheduling. I'll probably watch the NBA game just a Sunday night game tonight is Seattle and Minnesota, which, eh, sorry, Hank. Hey, uh, what are you watching? What are you going to watch, Hank? I'll probably watch like the first half and by then I'll be disgusted (laughs) and I'll turn on the finals. (laughs) You're like, wow, Kirk Cousins just missing guys wide open. Just, I'll be so like, wow, is- Russell Wilson just torching the secondary. DK yeah. Metcalf just dunking on everybody. Yep, Vikings defense not that good this year. You are completely right, Hank. But so 7.30 tip tonight. I want to ask you this because, I mean, we're recording this on a Saturday, like I've said five times, if I didn't get that through everyone who's listening <laughs> stole. But – if AD can't go, which I, I, I don't know what the prognosis was with him after the game, 
if he can't go, this series is, has completely shifted. I'm not saying that the Heat are favored or whatever. But, I mean, it's going to be – Vegas will set the line to maybe Heat minus two if AD can't play. Yeah. No, I, I was telling my buddies last night, this whole Lakers team, I mean, it, it, it is LeBron and AD, and then it's a bunch of decent guys. Seriously. No, I don't trust anyone else. You saw it last night. Like, I, I don't trust any of those guys. And when AD is starting to limp a little bit in the first quarter, you know, and he's holding his – it looked like his heel. I thought he tore his Achilles, and I'm thinking, oh, boy, like, we're in for a series now because, I mean, nobody can do it by themselves, and, and that includes LeBron James. I mean, I, I know he probably – you know, say AD goes out and LeBron has to go off, drops 50. I, I just – I still don't think, like – I don't think the Lakers have enough without him. So, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, if, if AD can't go or if he's limited, I think he'll play. Because, I mean, he finished game five. So, I think he'll be he, all right He to just play. looked – he was hobbly. Yeah, I, I, I'm he, not sure He was struggling, that. especially for a big guy. And I'm assuming the future's around Anthony Davis. I don't know. I, I could see them maybe holding him out of game six. And then if it gets to a game seven, you play him. But I don't know. But I, I again, the Lakers pieces off the bench have been pretty good. Like considering to this point, I mean, KCP is a legit problem. I'm very. I mean, we talked about this last week. We're KCP radio show, former Detroit Piston. Yeah. Every time that guy played in the big game, that was not at the Palace of Auburn Hills. He stunk it up. Now we're in the bubble in the NBA Finals. This guy, he might be the third best player on the Lakers on a championship team. Yeah, I mean, but you also have to remember he's got playoff games where he shoots two of 11 from three. It's like yes. it, he, he just is – he is that kind of player where, like, if everything's going right, he's very effective. But if the team is in a down spot – Kyle Kuzma's the same way. If the team is not playing well, <laughs> he's – not bringing you anything like he's very ineffective horrible plus minus can't guard anybody can't hit a shot takes a bunch of bad shots all that kind of stuff gets in his own head and that brings me back to this whole point about this Lakers roster like this this team is built around LeBron and AD I get it you know these guys are supposed to hit you know these are all shooters who are supposed to hit their open shots Marcus or excuse me Markeith Morris Alex Caruso Danny Green all those dudes and like if they hit their shots the Lakers are the best team in the NBA if they don't hit their shots, the Lakers are probably a top five team still because of LeBron and AD. But it's a very different team if this team can't make threes. Because, I mean, that, that's that's the name of the game these days, and that's how the Heat won last night, like, in all honesty. Or not last night. When people listen to this, it will be Friday night. But you get my point. Like, the Lakers got to hit their threes, and they didn't do that in game six. Outside of LeBron, game five, excuse me. But I, – I think the Lakers have to close it out in six because if it gets to seven, I like the Heat's chances just because they they have the mental edge and become the second team ever to come back from down 3-1 in the finals. Playoffs. Trent, how would you take it if LeBron blew a 3-1 lead? Not well. Not well (laughs) at all. Very bad. After five years of making those jokes, it would be horrible. That would be – I mean, I would appreciate it. I'm not the biggest LeBron guy, but NBA, NBA Twitter would be a blaze, which I would appreciate. Yeah, I would not take that well at all. Yeah, I mean – Especially because, I mean, the Lakers fans would probably turn on him pretty quickly. Like, dude, you blew a 3-1 lead, and it was Kobe's championship and all this stuff. Like, he, he, would, get, he would get a lot of flack for it. 
Lakers fans are weird, dude. What'd you say? Lakers fans are weird because there are people like criticizing him for not taking the last shot when he clearly made the right play. I was like, huh? Well, I mean, yeah, I know. They're like Kobe takes that. I'm like, yeah, Kobe does take it and probably misses that because he's got triple teamed. Yeah. Like if you want if you want LeBron to take a contested 30 footer, go ahead. That's just not smart basketball. That's why LeBron is so good. He makes that play. And, yes. and gets one of his teammates open. It's not his fault. Danny Green, I, I mean, has zero confidence right now. Oh, yeah. He may, he may, LeBron makes the right play every single time. And that is why I say, and I, I'll, I'll close with this. Oh, that God. Just, no, no, no. That's the, that is the story of LeBron's career. It's all about, yes, he will get you there. But these guys need to need to do their part as well. He's not the kind of guy who's like, give me the damn ball and let me score and force something up there and, and shoot 25% in the clutch. Like that's not LeBron. LeBron is I'll shoot 45% in the clutch and I'll get my teammates involved and I'll always make the right play and they'll be open, but will they knock the shot down? I don't know. And for some people, that's just not their cup of tea. Like certain people don't enjoy that from LeBron. You know, they want to see him just take it, muster up the courage and either go shoot the free throws or hit the shot, whatever. But last night, was a perfect example of he made the right play and the, the, the result just wasn't there. Because Are you ready for – if they lose on Sunday, I, I think Trent is one of the ten people in America who watches Undisputed. Yeah. Uh, Trent would – I mean, it would just be a terrible Monday morning for you. Skip would be all up in Shay Shay's business. Yeah, it would be really bad. Ideally for me, uh, in that aspect, what happens on Sunday is – the Cowboys lose and LeBron wins the championship because they usually lead go. the show on Monday with the Cowboys, but they would have to lead with LeBron winning the championship. And then yeah. they would talk about the Cowboys and it would just be a tough day for Skip Bayless. But. Okay. I, I want to talk about one more thing about the NBA before we kind of move on. I, I mean, Jimmy Butler, I mean, Last night, I think, was a better performance than his performance in Game 3. And, and I, I, I think it's kind of been clouded based on the fact that Danny Green misses that shot. Everyone's chirping him. Everyone's not, like, little, like, everyone's kind of going at LeBron a little bit. I don't know why he was incredible last night. But Jimmy Butler, I think, should have been the story after last night's game. At Time in and time out, I mean, I mean time in and how do you say that? What am I supposed to say? Time in. Time again. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Say it for me. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Time, time again. Jimmy Butler made shots. Big yes. shots. And, and whenever the Heat needed the bucket, he would either get to the free throw line or he's making a contested like 15-footer. And, and like I said, Duncan Robinson hit a couple big shots, but I was not the biggest Jimmy Butler fan for a very long time because I thought he was all bark, no bite. And he, I saw Mark Titus tweet this. He's the biggest winner of this bubble, regardless of what happens after. Like, LeBron can win a title, and I think Jimmy Butler is getting more credit from the media and NBA people than LeBron is. Would that be fair? Yeah, it would be. Because, I mean, if you, if you really look at, like, Jimmy Butler's career arc at this point, I mean, the last time the Bulls made the playoffs was with Jimmy Butler. The last time the Timberwolves made the playoffs was with Jimmy Butler. Uh, the 76ers had a significant drop-off this year without Jimmy Butler. And then the Heat, here they are in the finals. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy, honestly, because Jimmy Butler doesn't really have 
that star caliber that you just kind of, I mean, now he does. I mean, now he's going to be a household name and people are going to be like, holy cow, you know, we, we, we got Jimmy Butler tonight. But it's like coming into this bubble or coming into the season even, you didn't really think of him as that kind of player. Like, yeah, he's a very good player, uh, you know, really good defender. He's a dog. Like you said, Collins, there were concerns about all bark, no bite, like some bad playoff series and that kind of thing. But you're right. I mean, regardless, I mean, he's so what, good. He regardless so of what happens in the bubble, he has carved out his name, you know, as I mean, he's, he's a bad man. You don't want to play him. I, I, I and the thing about it, I think going into the series, Tyler heroes doing all the love. I mean, Jimmy Butler's been getting love the whole time. I mean, if I'm a superstar, I'm going to Miami though. I yeah. like, there's no question. Like, I, I don't know what their cap situation is. I just keep hearing that, like, oh, they want Giannis and stuff. Guess what? Why wouldn't you want to go to Miami if you get to play the type of basketball they do? I mean, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder looks like a piece again. Jay Crowder was a bag of bricks maybe last year for the Utah Jazz. Yeah. And wait, was he in Miami? I think he got traded midseason Miami. But you know what I'm saying? Like, he looks great. He's, like, their third-best player. Bam was terrible last night. Oh, my God. Bam out of bio. Not well, a good game guy. for Bam. He's another guy. I'm not really sure how healthy he is. But also, this is all a testament to Eric Spolstra as well. What a, what an incredible coach. Seriously. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, you could say he's out coaching Vogel in these finals for sure. Vogel is – I can't get a read on Vogel. I think he's fine. but No, but, like, I, I think he's fine as a coach. But I, I – I don't get the feeling like, do the guys like him, or is he just like, no? I mean, I, I don't know. He's yeah, got a, he's got a weird vibe. He's he just doesn't look like an NBA coach. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't have that vibe, especially with like the pullovers they're wearing now. Yeah, like I feel like if he's wearing a suit, maybe I. I but I don't. I, he kind of looks like an vibes. athletic creator. Yeah, I think it's the hair for me. Also, hair, one, yeah. one last thing. One last thing about Jimmy Butler. I would say, Collins, you're right. His performance in game five was more impressive than his performance in game three. And the reason being is, you know, game three, the Heat kind of had a lead the whole time. And, you know, they had that cushion of, you know, Jimmy would just keep him ahead. Similar to LeBron in the second half of game four. I mean, it was kind of the same thing. When you get that, you know, five to seven point lead and you just, you hit free throws to keep the lead and you hit big shots to keep the lead. And then you make a couple plays on D and all of a sudden you're popping off everybody's screen. But then, you know, game game five was nip and tuck the whole way down the stretch. And the Lakers, you know, were in position to pull away. KCP hits a three with about four minutes left, I think. Put the Lakers up one. And, I mean, it could have been trouble there from the heat. But J- Jimmy Butler just stuck with it and made some big plays down the stretch. Like you said, you know, free throws in the final minute and whatnot. And I just think that kind of stuff is more impressive to me. And he's, he had a triple-double, correct? Yes. Yeah, what he basically had a triple double like halfway through the third quarter. Yeah, I, I think I looked at his stats at like the seven minute mark of the third quarter. He had like 28, 8, 7, and like three. Like he's locking up on defense still, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, player on the floor last night for stretches. Yes, to, I mean, whatever. I still think the Lakers did it done. I don't think we need to really discuss that more thoroughly. If 80 plays. I think they're going to win it. Like, I just don't think the Heat have that firepower. They basically played, like, two perfect games to win these. So, yeah. I, I, I would find it hard to imagine them being able to recreate that the last two games of this series. But, 
I got another question for you. Would you rather be Danny Green or a Yankees fan? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Danny Green, because I'm about to get a ring. How's that? Yes, I think that's right, too. The Yankees stink. Uh, and, and number one payroll in baseball, I mean, that's usual hat for the New York Yankees. They lose to the Tampa Bay Rays last night to the hands of a former Oakland Golden Grizzly. Did you see that? Yes. Guy hit a home run last night. I think his name is Broussard. What's his name? Yeah, I, was, I can't I say his name I right. I don't know. I, I didn't. Mike Brousseau? Brousseau? I don't know. Got Oakland Golden Grizzly, wear the Bears. Shout out that guy playing baseball at OU. But, I mean, if I'm a Yankees fan, I don't even know where I go from here. Like, you got a lot. I mean, I DJ May, who comes off the books. Uh, like, Judge and Dar- John Tarlow experiment year two hasn't worked. The pitching shows up in a big moment. The bats go quiet. Like, I know, they can't catch a break. But they're the Yankees, so no one cares. Exactly. And no one should feel bad for them. They've gone every Yankees. break for 50 years, so no one cares. But it's – I mean, it is weird. It's weird to see a team like this kind of implode, for lack of a better word, because there's so much talent. And like you said, you have a hell of a hell of a you know bullpen and pitching staff, and you've got a great lineup offensively, and then you just can't seem to put the two together for a full game or a full series or whatever the case may be. And now, yeah, like you said, I, I would rather – I wouldn't want to be a Yankees fan right now. Are you kidding oh, me? It's I, I would – your heart has – I mean, like, if you're a Yankees fan, your heart was ripped out last night. Like, yes. through, like out of your body. It was Especially ripped out. it was Tampa Bay. And the way it happened, I mean, Chapman went headhunting against Brousseau earlier in the year, and then he takes him deep, pretty fitting. They're blaring New York, New York in the dugout. There's videos of Dick Vitale. I got concerned about that. Did you see the video of Dick Vitale celebrating the Rays game? Oh, no, what happened? Oh, my. So, if you don't know, Dickie V is a diehard Rays fan. Shout out Dickie V, my hero. But he's losing his mind. He said, oh, you got to love it, baby. The Rays, the Rays. He's, like, literally jumping for joy. And I'm, I, I was just so happy for Dick Vitale that he, out of the one of the, like, 100 people that are diehard Tampa Bay Rays fans, get to see the Rays beat the Yankees. Good for Dickie V. Yeah, good for him. He's getting a little up there, isn't he? I get a little worried every single time I see him on the timeline, getting a little bit too excited. But yeah, the guy, he's the man. I love Dick Vitale. He brings it. He brings it. He's got the no, he does, he, He's the definition of a guy who brings the energy every time. Like he, he's not slacking one bit. Who but, doesn't I mean, like him? Seriously, who doesn't I don't, like I know. Him? I know. Well, okay. I mean, uh, did the Astros already clinch? Are they in the ALCS? I got to check that. I have no Clinch idea. At that, but I, I wanted to talk about the Astros, too. I, I heard this on part of my take. One of my buddies texted me this. I kind of am rooting for the Astros. Why? By the way, yes, the Astros clinched. They won 11-6, to six, beat the A's on Thursday. They so, it, in ALCS, it will be Astros. Rays. Rays. And then the NLCS will be Braves Dodgers. Sounds right. Not a, not a very good DS series, divisional series for baseball. Only one game. I mean, only one series really getting past three games. But I mean, I got the. I, I am rooting for the Astros. Would you like to explain yourself? I kind of like the fact that they're playing the villain card. 
It, okay, it, 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 they're playing it, the villain baseball card. juice. Okay, like, but they're playing the villain card because they cheated. I like the villain card if you're like, oh, they don't like us because we're tough guys. We're like the bad boys. Like, that's fun. But this is like, these guys cheated and won a World Series. So I, I don't like them. I have no respect for them. But, but I, I get where you're coming from. But I, for me, it's like, I don't like the villain card in this situation because these guys flat out cheated their way to a ring. Yeah, but for some reason, ever since this thing's all really happened, I haven't really been that upset. And it's probably because the Detroit Tigers were not in the playoffs when this was happening. I had no rooting interest. And I kind of liked the Astros before because I really liked Altuve Correa and I love Justin Verlander. But I think it is so, so funny that like these guys like Trevor Bauer throughout the league just calling them clowns. And then they just win the World Series the year after. Everyone telling them that they like, hey, they, you guys cheated. You didn't deserve a World Series. That would be so funny. I would love. I would enjoy that thoroughly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it a would Dodger be- a Dodgers Astros World Series, and the Dodgers lose in seven games to the Astros would oh. be laugh out loud funny. Oh, I can't. Dodgers. Take that. If you're a Dodgers fan, I would not watch baseball. No, I get that, and I, I am not a. Obviously, you know, like we're not Dodgers fans, we're Detroit Tigers fans, but I, I the Dodgers are my horse in the race at this point, dude. I'm rooting for Kershaw. I just think they're so due, the Dodgers are. And how sweet would it be if the Dodgers and the Lakers both won? It wouldn't be that sweet because why, why would that be sweet? <laughs> I don't know. It would just be cool. Sorry. <laughs> for well, people of LA. It's been I mean, a while. I, I mean, whatever. Also, one last thing on the Astros, the whole situation – it's kind of hard to cheat in baseball. And, I mean, that's about as far I as – I think you- everyone was cheating, by the way. That's my take, too. That's why I'm not as upset. I think everyone in baseball cheats. Okay. Well, whatever. I'll, 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 I'll die on that. I, I just think it, they took it as far as you could possibly take it cheating in baseball. I mean, oh, like, for sure. What more can you do? They used technology. They used a, a wire underneath the jersey. Hey, that's a rumor. That's not confirmed, but hey, it is what it is. Whatever. But uh, I mean, in the I think the NL side, it's I like I said, it was Dodgers Braves. So you're rooting for the Dodgers over the Braves. I love the Braves. I no, like I, the- I do too, and I like Atlanta. I like Atlanta as a sports city in general. And I, I don't like L.A. because they have all this money and, like, the market and everything. I totally get it. But you like LeBron and the yes, Lakers? look at my LeBron poster behind me. Bad radio. But I duct taped over the Lakers logo on the jersey because I'm not a Lakers fan. I support LeBron. That's my shtick. Did you actually – wait. Yes. Look. I the paint a picture – I mean that is absolutely preposterous. But that is where that that's I'm I'm trying to prove my point to you that I don't like LA. But I'm at this I'm at this crossroads where they got screwed because the Astros cheated. They're long overdue. They've been knocking on the door for a long time. It's not like they're they, really good too. It's not like they've won three World Series the last four years and they're going on another one. But they're they're the best team probably of the decade that hasn't won a world series you know them are the 2013 tigers whatever but i i, I just and i like kershaw because if you didn't know matthew stafford and clayton kershaw were friends because they yeah. say it, they say it every every single uh you know lions game they bring it up at least once so if you didn't know now you know no but 
the Dodgers are like like the Tigers, except worse because I think they've drawn a two World Series in this stretch. Yes, and like that they're like if they don't get one, they gotta get one because they I, I I you're probably right. Over the last five years, they've probably been the best team in baseball. I think they've won the NL West eight straight years, which yeah. is insane to even think about. Yeah, and they they just keep cranking in new talent, and the, the thing. Yeah, too- I don't even. I like Cody Bellinger last year MVP. He hits like two thirty this year. It doesn't even matter. They win the division by like ten games, and, and, and like a sixty game season. They're, you're right. They're just a machine. Well, and I'll say this to your point. I think it would be super interesting and good good baseball juice, as you like to put it, if it was Dodgers Astros in the World Series. That would be unreal, dude. Maybe a little Joe Kelly action on the mound. Maybe a little fight. That if yeah. fight breaks out, I would love that. Maybe a little fisty cuff, little rumble, little action. I forgot about Joe Kelly too. I didn't even remember that. But I mean, I was I wanted to talk about the Braves for a second because I think the Braves are the class. It doesn't matter how good the Braves have been for like ever. They're always like, you know what? The Braves are a young, flashy team. Like yeah. it, every, it doesn't matter how it's good they've been forever. They're just like, oh, the flash, like you got Acuna, you got Alves. Like back in the day, it would be like, you got Andrew Jones, you got Chipper Jones, you got Smoltz. You know I mean, yeah. back in like the early 2010s, it was like, you got Freddie Freeman when he was really young. You got old Chipper. But you know what I mean? It's always like, yes. what? Atlanta could do it this year, and they never Always do. their MO. And they yeah. never do. They I never do. I, I what, What's the – what are the odds in this uh, this series? I don't know. I would guess it would probably be like plus 150 for the Braves. I mean, the Braves have some good pitching, though. Really yeah. good pitching. I mean, I think they're like eight and zero in the last eight starts for Matt's Freed. I don't know if I'm saying his first or last name right, but he's a beast. Freed number forty. So I, yeah. What's the closer? Uh, I have no idea. He's pretty good, isn't he? I don't know. I I I couldn't tell you. Hey, that closer for the Braves, pretty good. I think he's pretty good. That I feel like the Braves always have a good closer. Yeah, so always- you know what? Yeah, they do have a good closer, even though I don't know his name or don't know what he looks like. He's probably good. He's probably good. Yes. Collins, one last thing I want to ask you. It's not really a question. It's more just like a a point. Uh, uh, further driving all my point for the hate for the Astros. My thing is like, imagine how much you would hate the Giants if you found out they cheated in the 2012 World Series. I would hate them a lot, but at the same yes. time, the Tigers were never in the playoffs at that time. No, I no no I know I know I'm just saying like so why would I care I don't care they screwed no, up as, the as a, if you who were cares fan, I hate like, the Yankees <laughs> okay fair thank you I like them more I like them more fair. that's fair the Yankees can can kick rocks whatever I don't know. A little FCC friendly insult from myself kick rocks yes yeah baseball we talked about it here on the Dream White Report we did go Dodgers okay come on I I don't appreciate that you don't like that. Yeah, whatever. But okay. okay. I mean, let's move uh, into some football. Yeah, let's move into some football. No, I, I wanted to switch it up this week. I wanted to talk a little Michigan State football for about 10 minutes before we get yeah. into the NFL pits because we haven't talked about that in a lot, and it's coming up pretty soon. We got, what, three more weeks? Three yeah, Saturdays um, from now, Michigan State kicks off with the Rutgers. I think just two. Yeah, just two. On the 24th. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're right, too. Here we go. (laughs) Fired up. So, hopefully, on the Dream White Report, we'll be able to talk about Michigan State football after we have figured out some scheduling stuff. But I wanted to talk about it today because we haven't really talked about it. So, Trent, 
who do you want to be the quarterback? Rocky, Theo, or Payton? Uh, I would say Rocky, but, like, we've seen it, and I just – I don't know. I like Payton because I like his name. Payton Thorne. <laughs> like, Payton Thorne's a strong name. It's a well, very strong was, name. The last name Thorne is pretty badass, but his first name is Payton. I know he's Yeah, but Rocky Lombardi might be the best football name ever. That's also true. That's also very true. But we've seen that before. We 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 know what he is. I don't really. Yeah, but that's under Dave Warner's system, not Jay Johnson's. Truth, truth. I'll put it this way: I think more than there's a ninety percent chance Rocky Lombardi will be the quarterback. In my opinion, I think I think Mel Tucker's just kind of like giving these guys a fair shake, and then like yeah, it's, it's be Rocky. But I want to see these other two guys at least get some snaps. Whether whether that happens or not, I'm not sure. Because also, you know, the Michigan State fan inside me is like, what if this team is like they start like three and all? Then you then you can't get those guys in. Then you gotta you gotta stick with what's working. And then at that point, it'll be Lombardi. So you just whatever. What do you think? What do you want at QB? Well, I think they're gonna go with Rocky. I think when you say Rocky's had a chance, I don't really think he had a fair shot. Which was the whole Awardy situation. I think his freshman year. Was I mean they did not handle that well. Just the no. work he was hurt, yeah. and then they decided to put Rocky in at the end of the Michigan game. Plays the Purdue game, plays pretty well, and then struggles. And then they bring the worky back for the bowl game, and then the worky starts a whole next year, and then Rocky comes in every once in a while. I don't think the system that they ran before ever really suited Rocky because he's a big dude, and if you're gonna use him, use him in the running game because he's an athlete. He's a really good athlete, not the most accurate passer, but. I think the word around the program and what everyone's like, Peyton Thorne's the next guy, and, and he's the young guy. They want everyone want him to have a chance. Theo Day, he he came in in limited time last year. I, I think the majority of the fan base wants Theo Day or Peyton Thorne. Personally, I would rather have Roger Lombardi. I, I, I honestly don't think we've seen enough from him just yet to, to write him off, and especially in a new system. Just, I mean, let's be real. The offensive system under Brad Salem and Dave Warner the last three years was terrible. It was just, it wasn't good. It, it is what it is. And, and so they moved on from that. So I, I, I don't know. I would like to see Rocky because I, I will also say this. Like you said, you want to see guys hit reps. I would not like to see that. Just pick your starting quarterback and stick with them. I think the reason I'm saying that, though, is because I'm assuming that this team is not going to be that good. But that I, is, yeah. So I, I would rather kind of see something newer so you can build into next year and like one of Mel Tucker's guys or something like that, because I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I really don't know because it's too early to start talking about this kind of stuff. Because like I said, there's always that, you know, MSU fan in the back of my mind. That's like, this team could be good. And in that case, you're right. I don't want to see these guys get reps. I well, the thing about it. I think once the schedule release, the expectations for this Michigan State season completely flipped for some yeah. reason. Yep, for because sure. I mean, Michigan State got a favorable schedule, and yes. there's no it's not they're not like Michigan who kind of got screwed over by the Big Ten scheduling. Michigan, like Michigan did get screwed, and I don't care. I me either. I don't either. It is what it is. I mean, they go on the road against Minnesota, and then they have to play Michigan State week two. And I know Michigan State's not supposed to be good, but I wouldn't want to play a rivalry game week two after you play a tough opponent on the road. But not this isn't this isn't a Michigan pot. I mean, Michigan radio show. This is a Michigan State sports radio show. Yes. Uh, I mean, Michigan State. You get Rutgers at home under a new coach, probably a win, 
and then you have an opportunity against Michigan. And then after that, you it, their games are manageable. So I think people were like, they could, I mean, they could go five and three and like whatever like that. You like talk yourself into it. And then you kind of forget like this team really didn't look good at the end of last year. They were losing a lot of pieces on the defensive side of the football. It could it could be ugly at times this year. It really could. And I think people need to pump the brakes a little bit. And, and I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people because I do think there's a lot more talent on this roster than people are giving it credit for. I really do. I think there's yeah. talent on this roster. I don't think it's barren. I don't think it's a complete, complete rebuild. But I there's a lot of new pieces moving very quickly in a short period of time like a new system with a lot of new guys in that defense, especially in the interior line. I think they're going to have a big issue stopping the run, even though Antoine Simmons, their middle linebacker, is probably the best football player on the team. I mean, you got to replace Potashuk and Raekwon Williams. That I mean, yep. point, blank, those, the point blank, those are two top five football players on your team last year. And so and I, I – The I, fans, we know how important the push up front is. You got to yes. get – We'll talk about that in about five minutes. Yeah. I mean, to my God, but I, I, I don't know. I, we talked about this on Spartan Red Zone Impact's Michigan State Football Podcast. There's, not, it's kind of hard to have expectations for this team because you just don't know. Yeah, and especially, I mean, you're moving into look. There, it, it's like it's like sixfold here because you have a new coach. You have a new coach who was kind of left high and dry by the previous coach who, you know, didn't, you know, the whole way that that transition went wasn't exactly classy or smooth or whatever, but I digress. And then, you know, the pandemic. So, you know, things have just been weird. You know, you could lose. I I pray it doesn't happen to any, any great athletes in this, in this country, but you could lose one of your players for half the season. You know, if they get COVID or something like that, you you're right. You just don't know. You have no idea the quarterback situation, I know there's at least three or four line, excuse me, three or four running backs who who have a fair shot at you know getting quite a few carries and being the workhorse. I, it's just the thing right. about this. Uh, the thing about this Michigan State team too is they have good offensive weapons. They do. Yeah, yeah I and think, you I saw that down the line. Like they really do. You got Jaden Reed coming over from Western Michigan. Everyone's been raving about him. Yes, and, and saying he could be the one of the best playmakers on this team. You have Trey Mosley who kind of came out came to his own at the end of last year yet Elijah Collins who's probably the best player on the offensive side of the football and then I mean they got Anthony Williams Jr. I I was impressed with him at the end of last year how they used him being more of a slot guy instead of in the backfield they have pieces it's a it's doing they have pieces on the offensive side of the football to be successful they have a O-line that's very experienced I know they haven't been good I, I know these guys haven't produced, but they've been around a while. You would expect some improvement, especially under a new coaching staff, especially one of the best offensive line coaches that they hired from Colorado, Cap, whatever his name is. But I, I don't know. I just wanted to mention Michigan State before we talk about some NFL because – Hey, Colin, before you move on, my question for you guys is since since the schedule came out and you see that they have those really four like kind of almost expect – I don't want to say expected wins, but – is there is there now a point where you look at this season and say, well, that was kind of a failure? Uh, I don't think there's any failure this year. I I think the only failure would probably be is if they didn't play. Say say they stink. Say Rocky Lombardi stinks. 
And then they decide to stick with them the whole year. And you never really get to see Peyton Thorne or Theo Day. I think that's the only failure you can have. Because in year one with Mel Tucker, the way he was hired, the way this year's gone, the amount of time he's had with the team, it's kind of hard to expect anything. But I, I think a major – I think there's no really failure, but a success for this year would be four and four. I would say I would say 500 is kind of the mark where, like, if you hit that, it's very, very impressive given all – I the- think they could do it too. Like, the schedule oh, I, sets up for them. They could do it. I think they can as well. And it's like, you know, for all the reasons you kind of laid out, Collins, I don't think there's really a line for failure. Obviously, if you go winless, that's going to be pretty upsetting. I mean, it's just going to be kind of like – take the wind out of your sails a little bit, but yeah. you know, all the disadvantages that you mentioned and add to the list, you know, the fact that they, they weren't even planning on playing a season until like a month ago. So yeah, it, it, that, I mean, that's another huge disadvantage. It's a lot less time, you know, with your team and together and all that stuff. Granted, they were still doing workouts and all that stuff, but I just, Hank, to answer your question, no, there's not really a line of failure. I would say <laughs> you got to at least win a couple games. And I think if they get to the 500, that's that's pretty damn good. Okay. I, I, I hope Michigan State football is entertaining this year. I'll just say that. I I, I mean, me and Trent being lonely Detroit sports fans right now, I can't take another team just getting the doors blown off them every game like the Detroit I Lions. I know. And, I mean, last weekend, I mean, one and three, nailing the coffin, Patricia. I, I don't think you can come back from what happened last weekend. I mean, they jump out to a 14 nothing lead and then get housed. Five straight touchdowns on five straight drives. Stafford didn't look all that great either. I mean, he wasn't horrible, but he wasn't great. He had a big interception, missed a wide-open guy in the end zone. Lions are dead. Like, their season's over. Uh, yeah, I hate uh, Look, I, I have always said, you know, this middle stretch of the season is where – you can really pick up some steam and everything. But I, I, I told you last week on the Motown Rundown, shameless plug, that I just – I can't make that case anymore because this guy is still your coach. And he just is so ill-prepared week after week, never makes any adjustments, no matter who you have hurt or who you have healthy or, or who's not playing well that day. The list goes on, dude. He's so freaking stuck in his ways. And it just has to be this way. And it, it will work eventually is what he keeps preaching, but it hasn't worked in three years. So I just, you're, you're Collins, you're right. Final nail in the coffin. I, I, I think, you know, the Lions finish out this season. They probably beat, you know, like the Jaguars, the football team. Maybe they get a Thanksgiving W. Uh, maybe they beat the Vikings once. I don't know. The Lions at, at this point led by Patricia. And if they play the way they played through four games, it's going to be another five, six win season and this guy's getting canned, and we got to start it all over again. And we're having the questions, you know, in the offseason, the conversations of uh, are they going to stick with Stafford? Are they going to try to pick a new quarterback? All that stuff. You're already looking at that, which is sad because it's only October, but you're already looking at those kinds of things because of how incompetent and unprofessional your coach is. Yeah, he stinks. He's just not good at his job, and he's really arrogant, so I don't like him. He, like – I can I can I can sympathize you sympathize with you if you're bad at your job like you're kind of a nice guy like Rod Marinelli really bad at his job I never really hated Rod like great example great example like just a nice guy I'm like you just you felt bad for him I mean they had a terrible roster but like 
it wasn't all his fault. I mean, he wasn't great at his job, obviously. Yeah, no or like Jim Schwartz, Jim Schwartz, like he wasn't arrogant. He was just kind of like a he would fly off the handle, like stuff like that. And then yeah. Jim Caldwell seemed like a very nice man, was good at his job. He was just a bad in-game manager, so they fired him. And then they hire this bozo who thinks he knows anything, everything and everything, because he's a rock in size, he's got the pencil in his ear, and he stinks. He stinks at his job. They need to fire him. I hope they fire him after they lose to Jacksonville. I do hope they lose to Jacksonville, by the way. See, I'm not in that camp, but I know I know what you're saying. Like I I, I, I just just put me out of my misery. Just put me I out get, of my misery. Yes, you're 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 squirming around and you want someone to just make the final, you know, just crack snap. Put me out of my misery. I I can't be invested to that. Like if the Lions win next week, I'll be back in. I'll be like, no what the hey. Yes. We got a couple hey, we, we got a couple of easy ones ahead of us and we get back into this. Yes, absolutely. And depending on how convincing the win is, if they are to win, it's it's one of those things where it's like, Collins, then I'm back to square one where I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe, you know, what I've been saying for two years, I'm like, oh, well, maybe Patricia did figure it out. and Maybe this, this style can win. And that's honestly, that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid he's going to save his ass by beating some of these guys, you know, middle of the season. And then maybe the Lions get to like seven and nine, you go into next season and they, they keep Patricia and run it back because they improved like that to me is just uh, we can't have that i don't want that no but i, I want to want win. that either i do want to win i want him to win but i want patricia gone because i i don't yes. think there's a future but it's whatever walk. whatever let's move in it's not if i'll pick him hank how did we do last week can't lie to you boys it wasn't good ah yeah i don't not surprised I, I don't follow my picks throughout the day at all. Like I forget them. I forget. I, I forget them. them too. I'll just start. I'll start sending updates. You know, mid Sunday. Like, hey, you guys are looking rough today. <laughs> Man, <know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll just further upset me, Hank. Yeah. After I'm watching the Lions down twenty-one, and then like, I get. Hey, the t- by the way, I know it's the fourth quarter of the Lions game. I thought I'd let you know that you're also like sub five hundred in the picks. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Right now, as it, as it stands right now, Collins, you're at 19, 20, and 3 on the season. Hey, that's not bad. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's not, we'll take it. Close. Close to 500. I'll take that. Yeah. TB, you got the 17, 22, and 3 record. Not good. Not good. Not terrible. That's not terrible. Could be worse. Definitely could be no. worse. But Collins has pulled ahead of me because last week I was, I think I was up one game. Yeah, I think, wait, I think I have the numbers. Let's just look. I mean, it doesn't matter, but Collins is ahead now, so. Sharp. Yeah. I'm a sharp. People say that. Ryan Collins is a sharp. Actually, I'll start Yeah, people people, people say that. I'm a sharp. That's what people say on the street. Yes. <laughs> All right, anyways, we'll get into the picks now. Um, okay. You know, we always miss the, fr- the Thursday night game. I wonder if we should start throwing that on here, but. Why would we throw the third? No one cares. I mean, by the way, <laughs> I didn't talk about that, but uh, Tom Brady, senile, question mark. That was not great. I think you know, I, I, one of the crazy takes that I kind of subscribed to was he might have been concussed. Oh, like, my God. Uh, by the way, I well, I was not paying attention to that game. I was, like, at Crunchies, like, with my buddies. Just, like, well, I, I was just eating or something like that. And I looked, and I was like, oh, the game's over. Why did he throw that pass there? I, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and I was like, oh. And then I looked after, and that was a good tw- – that's a great meme. That meme will be around forever. Of him just having the four fingers up. That's so yeah. funny. That is pretty funny. Sorry, Hank. Move into the pits. Let's move in. That is a tough look, but we'll go into the picks. Uh, first game is going to be Panthers-Falcons. Uh, 
The line is Falcons are favored by one point. Huh? Where where is this game being played at, Hank? It's in Atlanta. That doesn't matter. Why are you taking are you taking the Panthers? Well, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna so- take I'm gonna take the Falcons simply because they have to win, dude. Dan Quinn still has a job, correct? How? Yes. How? It, Players coach, Trent. Players coach. Oh my word! I, I I mean, if they don't win this Sunday, and he keeps his job, I I, I guess the bar has been set at an all-time low but whatever Panthers still dealing with some injuries uh I, I just don't really trust the roster a whole lot I could see them making it a game but the Falcons this is a pick them right I mean it's like it's a one point basically spread. I'll, yeah I'll take the Falcons I'm gonna take the Panthers I think the Falcons have basically given up I don't like the roster their defense stinks you know Dan Quinn's a defensive mind and I like Teddy Bridgewater give me the Panthers next game Raiders travel to play the 4-0 Chiefs Chiefs favored Minus 12. know what? I love the Raiders here. I think John Rune has usually – I'm also a John Rune slappy. Yeah, I, I basically know. I basically pit the Raiders every week just because I love John Rune so much on Monday Night Football that I, I'm, I'm rooting for his success in Vegas. I, I like the Raiders. I, I I think they can move the ball in the Chiefs. And I don't, I don't necessarily think the Chiefs have been all that good this year other than that Ravens team. And they don't need to be because they have the best player in football, maybe the best player ever in football. But, I mean, if the Patriots had a competent quarterback last week, they lose that game. I know they I know they won by 17, but they looked like they did not look good last Monday night. So give, give me the Raiders to cover that 12-point. You know, I think I'm going to start saying this every time Collins picks the Raiders. Um, I am not a Gruden guy, so that is a big difference between Collins and I, one of, one of many. Um, yes. But – I, I, I would say that I actually – I love the Chiefs this week. I just do. Collins, for kind of some of the reasons you mentioned in a negative way, I think this is the game where the Chiefs finally do get rolling and do look like that juggernaut they were towards the end of last season. And, yeah, a 12 points – they win by two touchdowns. I'll take it. This game, cards, uh, Cardinals favored uh, minus seven, travel to play the 0-4 Jets. Uh, Cardinals didn't look very good last week. Um, I don't know if Sam Darnold's a little banged up. I'm a Sam Darnold guy. I'm a Jets guy for some reason. I always like the Jets. It might be like those old Rex Ryan hard knots is still instilled in me. Sexy Rexy. I have to take the Cardinals. Betting on the Jets is like, yeah, you're just giving away money. Yep. I'm with you there. Not really much to elaborate on. Jets stink. I think Le'Veon's coming back this week though. Is he? I think so. He's on my fantasy team, and I was reading that he – they're hoping to play him. I so, did not see that. That – I mean, I don't know if that changes anything because they can't run the football anyway. Yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't change anything. I was just bringing it up for the sake of, you know, we're on the topic. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm will i with you. I got the Cardinals. Okay. Eagles traveling to play the Steelers. Pittsburgh favored minus seven. Eagles are getting six points. Against seven, no, the Steelers against seven. No, sorry, Eagles are getting seven. Yes, okay, that's what I thought. Eagles money line, Eagles looked really good in San Francisco. I know Nick Mullins threw that really bad interception late last week. I I just think this Eagles seems not bad, and, and I think Pittsburgh hasn't really played anyone. And this is a this is a spot where I think they trip up. I I, I like the Eagles, and they take command of the NFC East. 
I do too, because Doug Peterson's the type of coach that I think he, you know, he's very sound to what's going on here. The NFC East stinks and the Eagles are still in a perfect position to kind of take control of that division. I think they do that this week. Because like you said, Collins, the Steelers really haven't played anybody. I don't trust them. So I'll take the Eagles. Next game, Rams favored uh, minus seven. Try to play the Washington football team. Uh, uh, I'm gonna give me the Rams. Rams haven't really looked that they looked really bad last week. I, I think they get back on track. Yep, love the Rams. Best defensive player in football. Uh, one of the best offenses in football. One of the best offensive minds at coach. I just like the Rams overall. Bengals travel to play the Ravens. Ravens favored minus twelve. Um. I kind of like the Bengals in this spot, and it might just be because my roommate this whole week goes, guys, bet the Bengals, bet the Bengals. Even though he's a Bengals fan and he wears his Tyler Eifert jersey around everywhere, I just I, – I think the Bengals aren't that I, – I mean, I like Joe Burrow. He's played very well. And I, I, I don't think that's a storyline that's being talked about a lot. He's been really, really good. And they got Joe Mitson going last week. If they can – continue that run game against the Ravens, I think they can stay, stick in this game and be close for three quarters and cover 12. Yeah. I, I, the Bengals, they've been actually, they've been kind of fun to watch a little bit. It's, it's literally only because of Burrow, but the Ravens dude, I I just think, yeah, if they jump out to a lead, they're just going to run it down the Bengals throats and they're going to, they're going to cover the line. So I'll take the, take the Ravens. Next game, Jaguars try to play the 0-4 Texans. Texans favored minus five and a half. Uh, Bill O'Brien gets fired this week. Texans roll. You know what? That's exactly what I was thinking, too. That's my exact analysis, and I wish the Lions would have done the same. Uh, yeah, Bill O'Brien, addition by subtraction. I'll take the Texans. Dolphins travel to play the 49ers. 49ers favored minus nine. Ooh, uh, I don't know if Jimmy G's playing this week. Do you have any idea, Trent? I, I would assume uh, he's... I don't, I don't think so. So, I don't know if they're going with Beathard or Mullins. Regardless, I don't think either are bad. So, uh, and the thing about the Dolphins and Fitzpatrick, they're always close to covering the line, and they either make a spectacular play to cover or they throw an absolutely atrocious pick not to cover. So, I, I'm going to take the 49ers. I think it's Fitzpatrick. It has... The Dolphins driving, ready to cover the nine points, and then he throws an interception. By the way, Collins, I believe Garoppolo is back this week. Garoppolo's yeah. back. Give me the, give me the, give me the, give me the Forty ers Yeah, Garoppolo is quote feeling good, so I'll take the Forty ers as well. Dolphins are probably, I don't know if they're the worst team in football, but they're they're just they're not good. The Jets, come on now. Yeah, the Jet. Yeah, the Jets stink. The Lions also stink. <laughs> Uh, next game. I, I don't know if this is game of the week. It might be. Uh, Colts travel to play the Browns. The line is even. Give me that. I, I love the Browns in this spot. I If I was live bullets, I would put a lot of money on the Browns. I, I love, love the Browns this week. I don't think the Colts are that good. I think the Colts have a really good defense. But I, I, I don't know if Cleveland kind of has unlocked their offense just yet. I know they played against Dallas, whose defense stinks. But I think I, I think Cleveland can run the football on anyone, and, and 
I, I think they're get the run game going a little bit, get Jarvis and OBJ going. And I just don't think Phillip Rivers has enough in the tank to keep up with the Browns if they put up four touchdowns. Yeah, you know, this is a weird one. Uh, it's for the, the three wins the Browns have, they haven't really played a very good defense. And this is a good defense here in Indy. You saw what happened week one against the Ravens with the Browns. Obviously, the Ravens are the Ravens. But for some reason, I like the Colts in a, in a low-scoring game. I picked the Browns every week so far. I will say that. I like the Browns. But I, I this week, in a, in a pick em scenario, I just – yeah, I like the Colts in a low-scoring game. Because I think if if there is a kryptonite for this for this Browns team so far that we've seen, it's just it's just good defenses. They're going to stop the run, put the ball in Baker's hands, and I don't think Baker's going to win it for you. So I'll take Indy. The zero and four Giants travel to play the Cowboys. Cowboys favored minus eight and a half. Give me the Giants. I think the Cowboys stink. I don't think they're good at all. Yeah, Cowboys not great, but uh, I, I again I think they're just they're feeling the pressure of you know this division stinks. I think Mike McCarthy's feeling the pressure of like were you the right hire, all that stuff. And I just think the Cowboys shut up the talk for at least a week, and, and I think they get a pretty convincing win. Sunday night game, Vikings travel to play the Seahawks. Seahawks favored minus seven. Skull Vikes. Vikings money line. I know this sounds crazy. I I, I just had a weird feeling that the Vikings show up on Sunday night. It does sound absolutely crazy because Russell Wilson is on a historic tear right now. I think he torches this secondary. Sorry, Hank. I, I just, I, I just, I do. I like the Seahawks big. Monday night game, we have Chargers traveling to play the Saints. Saints favored at eight and a half. Uh, I like the Chargers. They went with Justin Herbert. I, the Saints aren't great. They, they, I mean, they're, they're fine. I just don't, I, I don't think they're as good as they've been the past few years. And I think Drew Brees, the whole Drew Brees, Taysom Hill thing is, I, I don't know what they're doing on the offensive side of the football. The Taysom Hill thing is worn its welcome out. It, it doesn't really work anymore. And I don't think Drew Brees can carve up a defense for four quarters like he used to, unless you're playing the Detroit Lions. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, you know, for the sake of the show, I'd like to disagree, but I can't. I, I like the Chargers. It's a lot of points to cover, and I think they'll do it. But, yeah, Saints don't look like a juggernaut at all. They actually really don't even look – I, it's it's such a weird division down there. Yeah, for you know, sure. You still don't really know if they have control of it. Yep, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Especially after seeing, you know, the Buccaneers are what now, 2-2? Two and two? Yeah, but I think I think the Bucks are better than the Saints. I truly think that. No, I, I do too. That's what I'm saying. But I, I would still say it's the Saints division to lose, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, they kind of yeah. hammered the Bucks week one. Brady played horrible in that game. But I, I think the Bucks defense travels. So I don't know. You guys' lines are on by, so Trent can relax tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I can God. relax and stress Thank out God. and be sad. We do have a couple COVID games. I don't know if you guys want to Yeah, let's do the COVID games. I don't know if they're playing. I don't know what the deal is. There's no line, but um, I don't think I think the Titans are supposed to play on Tuesday, and Broncos then there's Patriots tomorrow night maybe. What? But Broncos Broncos Patriots tomorrow night. It looks like yeah Monday at six. So give me the Broncos, whatever the line is there. Especially if Cam can't play and Stephon Gilmore, probably two of their best players. Give me that, and then whoever's playing against the Vikings, take them because the Titans are a bunch of idiots. 
Wait, Lord's playing. So you want the Bills over the Titans? Is that what you said? Yeah, just I don't like the Titans right now. Yeah, I like the Bills big, and I actually like the Patriots. I'm not going to say big because I think it's probably another boring game and another Bill Belichick trademark game where, like, yeah, you just you're, you're playing with Brian Hoyer, Jarrett Sidham, and you still get it done. I mean, they they barely lost to the Chiefs. That 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 game was much closer than the score indicated. So much closer. I like the Patriots. Okay, good pick them. Good pick them. Wait, Hank, what about Thursday night? We're gonna do Thursday night. Yeah, dude, how 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 does that even make sense, Hank? <laughs> we gotta start our week six pick right now. No, we're not doing that. Why would we ever do that? Chiefs Bills, come on, Josh Allen. Don't you want to throw some money on that one? Bills, well, yeah, maybe. Or no. Bills maybe, if we, maybe if we record on Wednesday, it doesn't make sense to do it. It's I don't know. Whatever. It's a really good Thursday night matchup of all year, probably. There was a good one. The Bears Bucks wasn't bad. It turned out to be good because of the meme. Okay. The Bears are the worst four and one team ever. Yeah, they're not good. Not good. Nick Foles is bad, by the way. I would play Trubisky if I was them. Nick Foles is not gonna well, get him. Yeah, but Nick, Nick Foles is clutch. That's his thing. That's his I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think Trubisky is better than him. I'm being serious too. I do too all around, all around. But neither one of them are great. Let's be honest. And that defense yeah. is the only reason the Bears are four and one, and they're they're the Bears are frauds, dude. Do not. They're not good. Not yeah, they're not good. Bears team whatsoever. They're they lose. They lose first round of the playoffs, no doubt. But by the way, I'm looking at this. Bills played Tuesday night, and then they're going to turn around and play Thursday night as well? I don't think that's correct. So, I, I think they're trying to reschedule okay. both those games. So, I don't know. That would be so gritty and, like, perfect for 2020. They would never do that. Bills I don't know. That's impossible. If they did that. Like, 14 guys would get hurt. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it would be it would be a mess. It would be Josh like Allen would have 18 concussions because that guy yeah. does not care. That would be horrible. You'd have to load manage in the first game, so that yes. you have to load it up in the tank for the second game. Say so Matt Barkley's starting this game. We're we're saving Josh for Thursday. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think that's it for us today. Thanks for listening, to Green and White Report. Me, Trent, Hank. Like I said last week, we're trying to figure out a way that we can record and be live on Sunday, uh, because I mean, there's so much uncertainty. We don't know if we're going to be able to get back in the studio. But we just want to make sure that we are live for you guys and have our post-Michigan State football thoughts because we think that's very important. So yeah, stay tuned you know, because we might be switching our live slot, et cetera. There, there's a few yeah. options. We got to figure yes. that out. In the next we could be later, later in the day on Sunday night, or we could be – I, I don't know. We could even float to Monday. I don't know what's going to happen. Just – we'll pro- probably tweet it out. Just look, look alive for that. We will but, have Spartan football coverage for you. Yes, for sure. yes, that, that is our first priority. But other than that, good show today. Hope you guys enjoy the beautiful Saturday, watch some college football, and have a day. You have been listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org sports.